Okay, everyone, here we are back in the onsen. Been a while this time. I'm back in the state, though. That's probably going to affect why there's been a bit of a gap since the last time. But as always, I'm your host, Mazo, with co host, Sids. Image Royal. I, I don't even know what that means. That's and uh, special guest, NBT. Okay, and as, as everyone can see, uh, Nexus, uh, Nexus has moved on, uh, no longer, no longer in the realm of the living. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. A bit dramatic, right? <laughs> I mean, Nexus isn't here right now, so that's their law. All right. So today, what I wanted to talk about was, uh, shows or lives in, in the time of Corona. Which my idea for like that whole title, like I don't know if you guys noticed when I wrote it. There's a there's an older movie that's like really popular called Love in the Time of Cholera, and I have no idea what it's about. But I was like, Lives in the Time of Corona. But <laughs> yeah, it's a shitty joke. But uh, pretty much, uh, what's what's uh, what's everyone's experience so far with uh, shows and stuff? During uh, can I ask you one thing first? Yeah, go for it. Uh, what's this thing that you're uh, talking about? Like Corona? I never heard of it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> don't even, don't for even. fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think the the regular people call it swine flu. Mm -hmm. Swine flu. <laughs> not, not massive flu. Whatever. What? Anyway. Uh, let, let, let's start with let's start with Sis. Sis, uh, what's your experience so far since you know everything's been shut the fuck down? How many you know online shows or in person shows or anything like that have you attended? Um, I think about five five altogether. So two two of the Lynch shows, two of the Arlequin Cinematic Circus, two in Cinematic Circus three, and last one was Razor. And one day of what was what, like the end, last day of Razor. So about five shows altogether. I would have done more, but money is very tight at the moment. And uh, some of these shows are, oh, I would say quite expensive. And especially what they're offering as well. So Razor done four days and I was like, that's about a hundred pounds in, <laughs> in UK money. So I wasn't going to do that. I was going to do one day. Other Queen had two days and I was just like, I'm going to do one day. I think the good thing about Arlequin was they offered a live, I guess it would be a live CD if it wasn't physical, but it was like a, a live audio of, of the performance that you could download afterwards. And that was really good. So I thought that was really worth it. I, was, I really enjoyed that. They filmed it like it was. So it was, the theme was Cinematic Circus. They were filmed really, it was filmed really um, nicely. So one was on the beach and go from uh, from from dawn to dusk and then the one i saw of the second show i saw was at night and they were they had a fire um burning and while they while they sung songs and it was acoustic live as well so it was the first time for me to hear those songs in that way um it's a good way to show songs that you would never thought you would hear in yeah in that particular way i guess but that and was Lynch, uh, that was all live too yeah, was it online? Did you say? Sorry, no, no. Uh, was that all live? It. I think it was pre-recorded. It was. Yeah, I think it was pre-recorded because the way they. I don't think they could have had that production and done it live. So I think yeah. So th that was pre-pre-recorded, -pre and then 
um lynch was not pre-recorded that was actually live and that was that was really good and then Ra- yeah razor was live also so that's what i've done for now the first one the one that you said was pre-recorded that was yeah. arlequin yes yeah yeah so with the pre-recording was it kind of like a live premiere was there in the sense like an audience all experiencing it at the same time or was it was it a vod video on demand so on Zyko, you have um what is it you have the premiere time you you watch it on the premiere time and then from there you there's like a chat on the side and then from from there you can just type type in what type in your thoughts about the performance and whatnot and i think there's something called sticks or something that you can you have to pay for i'm not quite sure how it works i've never used it myself but you pay for you give i think you it gives the ban extra, extra money or something like that and then yeah that's yeah and that's on the uh, psycho yeah. yeah 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 so i don't know how it works for other other um websites because i've only used psycho so far so yeah okay yeah i think i think psycho was the one i had used for the events i attended well i mean overall is like what was your opinion on it like was it was it worth the cover charge compared to what you would have paid if they came to play locally yeah definitely i mean i'm all for i think i would just pay any amount well not any amount but amount that that they offer anyway um i think that the advantage was obviously i i would never ever been i've never seen i haven't seen Arlequin like live i've only seen them twice live sorry but i haven't seen them recently so I haven't heard all their new songs. So this was a very good and a very nice treat. Same with Lynch. Lynch, they played they played their older songs and their newer songs. And it was really that was I've never heard their older songs live or new like new obviously newer songs as well. They released a new album um earlier this year. So that was a really, really nice treat. Yeah, and same with Razor. So it all helps at the end of the day because you get to hear all their new material and whatnot. I think like um, for everyone, really, uh, it, it's beneficial because uh, regardless of the corona situation or not, like uh, we wouldn't be able, uh, most of us wouldn't be able to attend these lives. Um, so it's not only just a treat, but like uh, it makes it like possible for us to actually uh, well, virtually <laughs> attend these shows. Yeah, I will. I will say because I've only done for lo- for for like live stream. I've only been to I think one, and it mm. was for Devaloof, and it was pretty surprising because I do think at least the people using like the chat feature, which was I think just posting tweets about it, I do feel like. The majority were still Japanese fans, but the ratio to foreign fans, people, you know, typing using English characters, not necessarily speaking English because we had people from Brazil, people from Spain, people from the Middle East, people from everywhere were in there talking. The ratio was pretty even. It was pretty neck and neck with the diversity of that crowd. Um, so I can actually add that um, recently we also had this uh, Tokyo International Market live streams, uh, which were, ha- uh, were happening on YouTube. And 
that was uh, like 15 Japanese acts uh, that were performing uh, especially for a audience uh, outside of Japan, really. Um, so the uh, they even had like an interpreter or a translator uh, who were like pre-interviewing the artist and giving uh, the translations directly. So that was quite interesting um, to see that uh, there are uh, live streams that are specifically uh, targeting the overseas audience. With something like that, do you think it's starting to show some of the artists the value in the overseas market? Because there's a lot of, especially the smaller ones, and I'm, I mean, financially, it makes sense why they can't just be like, yeah, just push everything out online and try and reach as many people as possible all the fucking time. Let's tour, let's tour, let's tour. Obviously, it's fucking expensive. But do you think that might be a little eye-opening for some bands to maybe try and push the West a little more? Yeah, um, a lot of the bands and artists that were performing, they were uh, mentioning that, oh, this is uh, the first time that that we're actually performing towards like a overseas audience in any kind of way. Um, so, which is a bit odd because that is like the international music market for Tokyo or Japan. You uh, know? Yeah, so uh, a lot of a lot of these artists uh, are like uh, up and rising, uh, essentially. Uh, so there's like a Mad Kid, but Mad Kid, I mean, they've done uh, um, anime openings for uh, the rising. What's it called? <laughs> the rising Shield of the hero? hero. Yeah. I keep forgetting the the order of the words, but whatever. Hero, uh, shield, rising. Yeah. The... <laughs> shield, rising, the hero. Uh, but there's uh, oh, and even um, I mean uh, we had the Evangelion, uh, the vocalist who sings all. I mean all of the notable songs from the show uh, Yoko Takahashi, and uh, we have. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of anime uh, artists actually performing, uh, like Juna, Minda. I don't know how to pronounce the Mindarin, and um, it was quite interesting because we also got like this uh, Ryoma Quartet, uh, which performed with Japanese traditional instruments, and they kind of like uh, combine it with a, a bit of the like new elements of the modern pop. That that's that's one of the things though is. When it comes to if a band has done anything with anime, like that immediately puts them to the front for a foreign <laughs> fan. Like um, you're you're yeah. so much more likely to get discovered that way. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. not only is anime getting more popular and more, I guess you can say acceptable in the West, but the music for it too. Like people will be like, Oh yeah, you know. I, I love Tokyo Ghoul and the music in it. So Okay, like so, I feel like that's a really good way for them to get more exposed to yeah. to a Western audience. Uh, let Let me give you uh, a, a question here. Um, so they were uh, they were split into three days because there was uh, there were like fifteen acts. So the first day uh, didn't have any title really. It was just like day one, and then the, you got day two, and then day three was called Japan Anime Music Showcase. So obviously oh, this okay. this one got a lot a lot more yeah. views. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I think um this one had a bit like three times the views of the first one. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
of course. Yeah, an- anime brings all the girls to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> so, with that one, then, NBT, how many have you attended so far? Uh, I think... Uh... If you count that those three days as three separate shows, then maybe uh, a bit less than ten, I believe. Uh, so I'm about oh, wow, yeah, uh, but I'm about to catch uh, the archive of uh, Ling Tosite Sigre, and uh, but like not all of the uh, live streams that I watch have actually been live. So uh, as as like this experience, some have been pre-recorded. Uh, for example, the show that you actually went to in person, the um, Bang Dream concert, the Bang Dream Eighth Live. So mm-hmm. I watched those, uh, but I mean, obviously they were they were pre-recorded. You you watched all all, what is it? Three days? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was only there for the third day. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, so you've you've you have more experience with sitting in your chair than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, my thing with live streaming a performance, I always wanted it to be more common. Unfortunately, the circumstances that did make it more common are kind of shit. But what are what are your overall opinions on it? Like, is it something that you hope continues in the future? Like, you know, let, let's say... Let's let's be super optimistic, guys, and and say that you know we we have a vaccine or you know herd immunity, whatever situation it is that happens in the future, where people are able to do lives like normal again without a ton of measures in place. Would you like to continue seeing live stream lives as an option? I would. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I I wouldn't. Uh... I, I mean, I would definitely want that as an option, but I would I wouldn't want like the artists doing like exclusive shows that are only for like a uh, live stream audience. I would rather have it like as a plus. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You mean like simultaneous, like legitimate live with an audience, most if not every time. Yes, exactly. Okay, what about uses? Yeah, same with MBT. Like, I would prefer it as an option. Um, obviously, if they're recording the DVD or whatever, if they're recording it for a DVD, then I don't mind like not seeing it because then I'll I'll probably buy it. But um, yeah, I would the the whole um the whole purpose of a performance of a live is for the band to have their fans um come come to the um the live house. And you know, lose their shit and forget their worries, you know, rather than be at home and like, like drowning those drowning those worries. <laughs> so I, that's why I think it's a good option. Um, I feel like for bigger bands, um, it's a very good option because a lot of like, if you're playing at, if you're like a Tokyo Dome band or like a, a Saitama Super Arena, I think there's a lot of things you can do with that definitely um especially because like i wouldn't be able to attend those shows because the tickets will and you get you get a good view also because the tickets will just be you at the back of the arena 
probably. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and the lottery. To, like, right in front of them, yeah. And the lottery as well. So I think for big arenas, it's, it's very good. Um, I know Overworld have been doing that um, as a recent. But it's also a very good, like I was talking about um, Arlequin earlier, it's a very good way to get creative with it and do different things with it. Um, and that, I think that also changes it up and makes it a lot more interesting. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think, yeah, so as an, I would prefer it as an option, but not fully as a, as a thing that takes over, takes it over as a, as the only option. But I know, Mazo, you have a lot to say about this, right? So what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I've always wanted it to be a thing ever since, like, Twitch and live streaming in general took off. It makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, especially if you look at, like, even, like, small up-and-coming creators in, this in like, live streaming kind of scene. Not, not just people streaming games, but people just doing news or talking about politics is a big thing. Or just, like, life channels where people just, they just are themselves and people are just interested in who the person is. For an artist, it's 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 money on the table, and they're just leaving it there. And again, kind of touching on what we were talking about just a second ago, whether or not it should be exclusive to a stream or a part of an actual show, is if it is part of an actual show, I mean, you don't even have to... I, I don't know what kind of mental state they have to be in when they do a performance to nobody. Because it would probably feel more like rehearsal than anything. But with the actual audience there, it'd just be situation normal. And you would have all the same energy. You could probably even motivate people who maybe were on the fence about showing up or not to finally actually fucking go. Because they were like, oh, just stay home and watch it and see what it's like. And then they're like, oh, wow, that guy was crowd surfing. I want to do that. You know, (laughs) not necessarily that, but. You know, seeing something and then saying, wow, I do want to go to the next actual in-person show now that I know what kind of energy exists there. Like, it felt it felt great here at home. I can only imagine if I was there with other people. You know, earlier I was talking about how um, it's an option for people to... Uh, it's a, it's a way that people people will go home and they want to go they actually want to go to a live but they can't so they just kind of drown in their own feelings but there's also the opposite i remember there was an example i don't think it has anything it's not really related to live stream but there was an example where um there was a group who done a concert for one man because he was like like I think he was he didn't like crowds he 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 was not he was not good with crowds at all and he just done it for him and so Did I think he it pay helped. like mad money for this I can't remember if he paid mad money I could because really I was can't. expecting you to say a concert for one man who died a week later and I was no, like Jeez, no. <laughs> but make a wish um, if, <laughs> exactly if you're that kind of person who doesn't like crowds this is perfect you know for perfect for these kind of people so yeah but like you know? what, what are the chances that you can get your favorite band to do that 
I don't know. I really, I can't remember the details of it. I'll, I'll bring it up after. But yeah, it's yeah. It, that's like obviously a one in a that doesn't happen often at all. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely an option <laughs> for those types of fans. I mean, I I know I mentioned you know live streamers and all that stuff, but in particular, there's one live streamer out there who her fans have become aware that. She is immune compromised. Like she can't leave the fucking house. Yeah, I know like, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. are people out there like that who would love for this kind of thing to be more accessible. I mean, we can't always tailor everything to like certain individual groups, but for the most part, I mean, even if it's just like a single camera, a fixed angle, if you can get it in a decent spot. I mean, Devilloof, the first ever live stream of theirs I caught was before this whole thing, this whole pandemic yeah. thing. And it was a, a staff member's cell phone streaming to Facebook. And it was still great. The energy of the people attending the live was amazing, as it always is. But even the people from around the world who were on there at the strangest hours just to get a glimpse of this band. I mean, like I said, we had people from the Middle East. We had people from Brazil, you know, South America, North America, Canada. It was literally Russia. People from all over the world were there, you know, all at different hours, but all at the same time just to experience this little bit of devil oof. But I want to it- talk about, like, the contrast, though, like... Even if it's awesome to to actually be able to view the the artist live, uh, like on your screen, but like it's still a very big different uh, difference in terms of the experience, like uh, attending a concert versus watching your favorite band on the screen. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree with that, which is why uh, you know I'm dying to see the true return of being able to go and see shows. I'm just saying that as as an option, I feel like it should pretty much always be there. Once everything settles down, that we still continue to have access to this kind of thing. But there's there's one more question I kind of had regarding it, and it's something Ziggy brought up in the uh, in the discussion, where she mentioned that there was an artist where she had read an article or maybe an interview. Where the artist was like, yeah, fuck archives. You know, that's totally paraphrasing, of course. But the artist was saying, if you're not there in the moment, at the moment, you shouldn't have access to it anymore because that essentially ruins the artistic value and intention of everything. Now, my opinion personally is that sounds like shenanigans because since it's been a fucking thing, bands have been doing, you know, concert tapes that you can buy later concert dvds that you can get later now that it's just available on stream you know like what 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 now ruins no, but, it? Though, but those <laughs> but if you really... record a dvd those are intentional like you're intentionally doing it for the dvd if you're doing a live stream that's intentional too <laughs> uh, yeah okay. but i mean it depends on how they want to approach it if they want to approach it as in a only moment thing, then I guess that's how they do it. <laughs> I yeah, guess, I mean, but then you can just be like, okay, for this time, it's not going to be just in the moment. Like, <laughs> if it's just subjective to like one person's opinion in that time when they decide to do it, 
I, I don't understand how you could sit there and be like, yeah, if you're not there, you, you don't deserve to freaking see it at all. <laughs> I mean, an alternative has been, I, um, I believe, uh, Sigizo um, had two versions of his ticket. He had a regular ticket and he had a ticket where you could see the concert, get some other goodies and also have the arc, like get a CD of the concert. So there's also that alternative. So you can so you can actually make much more money off of it <laughs> if you if you're yeah. smart about it. Um, so archives, yeah, I I understand what you, I understand what this artist is saying, but also it's not like you you're not going to the venue to go see the band. So I I don't see why not have an archive. And also, if you're at home. You might have more more stuff to do. I mean, I guess that's why those archives exist because you have more stuff to do. Um, since you're, I guess you're home. You might not have anything to do, but <laughs> some people are different. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, personally, saying no archive is like saying fuck you, poor people. Like I don't, I don't understand why you would be like no archive. Like if if you're not here in the in the moment, fuck off. Like this, <laughs> this is why I think some visual K bands just can't survive. Also, because it's just like live limited releases, no online presence. If you're not there in the moment, well, you don't fucking deserve us. This like, is, this is something they have to get around because, um, I mean, they obviously have the online presence and on Twitter, right, and whatnot. Um, but it's also like their yeah, live limited singles. I, I never, I personally. And maybe it's like a tangent, but I never really understood that. Of course, it's special because you're going to that venue on that day to get that one single. But live limited releases just like seem really counterintuitive and very um, what's the word when you <laughs> elite not elitist like oh uh, you you're the fans that will co- the fans will come to go get that. And it's like, oh, I'm, it. I'm, I'm a real fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely that yeah, yeah. level to it for the fans. I, I don't yeah. think the... I think a lot of times, you know, with bands, it's the fear of piracy. Because the minute yes. it's digital yeah, online, definitely. it's done. It's gone. It, everyone mm-hmm. will have access to it. At least when you do, like, a live limited release, especially in Japan, for the most part, people there are going to be like, okay, I got this live limited release, you know, I'm not going to upload it. That would be wrong to do that to the band. There's there's a bit more of a different moral compass out there in general. I can't 100% say that. And also, when you do a live limited release, you're not printing a ton of discs. Yeah, doing, I was going to say that, yeah. Predicting for just like a show or a few yeah. shows. So it's much easier to not lose a ton of money and then have all these discs that never sell. You have a set a set amount of money that you're gonna make from it, and you know you're gonna make that money, so that that's that's done. Yeah. yeah. So like, I I can defend the live limited release, but at the same time, I do think it's pretty important to try and release in a digital way, even though it is again, you're going to be on the line for having people steal your shit. Like, it, it's <laughs> what, going what about like uh, store limited then in that case? Because they're also a, a thing. But I think you can get store limited. I think you can probably buy store limited online. If 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 it's something like Sataya, then you can probably get it. Not Sataya, sorry. <laughs> that record. 
Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I don't fans, have any experience with it. Yeah, I mean, for the fans, I mean, I mean you have, I think some, uh, I mean, Tower Records doesn't ship um, outside Japan, right? I mean, you oh, use a proxy so you, yeah, you use a proxy. Yeah, but they, but they don't really in that case. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I mean, there are some live limited, uh, sorry, not live limited, store limited, <laughs> yeah. uh, releases that I, I was thinking of buying. Um, but I mean, I had to go to essentially three stores and imagine getting proxy service for three releases. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty fucked too because now you know it's bad enough when you know somebody's uh, release gets like uploaded and then it just gets stolen and then people never buy it. But now you have people literally profiting off of their work, maybe even more than they are. Just yeah, <laughs> just because just because of that kind of situation. Oh, I mean, it with also with in store. Like store limited CDs, I I was thinking they they also have like live tickets, so you can go if you buy it from this store, you'll get a ticket to go see the the artist at that store live, and maybe they could do a similar thing, but for like online. I mean, it sounds that sounds like elite as well. <laughs> that that could work, I guess, in the future. Yeah, put in a code and then oh, you've you've accessed the live. I want to clarify that when I was mentioning about the store limited, uh, I mean, it's buying the same CD three times, but you get a bonus song for each. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. that's so, that's yeah, the I thing is though, like that's so J-Rock, that's so <laughs> Japanese. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, I've never seen that anywhere else. And you know, other than like the only thing I can compare it to is some video games, especially like maybe a couple years ago, it'd be like pre-order at this store and get this exclusive skin yeah. for your race car or whatever. And every store has a different one. Like that's the only other thing I can compare it to. And everyone fucking hates it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, when I say everyone, I mean... The Western audience fucking hates it. I don't know if the people in Japan are like, that's the coolest thing ever. I'm totally okay with missing out on, you know, 75% of this release because I picked this store over every store at the same time. Yeah. But you can't feel like a real fan in that case <laughs> if you buy yeah, all of them. Only fans, right? Oh, uh, yeah, only fans. <laughs> <laughs> only the fans. Only the fans can feel that way. Uh, but let's move on to actually talking about in-person experience during the coronavirus time. So yeah. So do you guys have any of that? <laughs> well, obviously, in-person in-person experience. What do you mean? As in, as in going to an actual show in the last like four months. <laughs> All my shows were cancelled. I was meant to see Mark in like March. So I haven't seen any. I haven't seen anybody since last. Yeah, yeah, November last year, November. So, yeah, I was lucky to see uh, Crossfade before the whole shit uh, went. It uh, became a circus. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. I saw Miku at the beginning of the year. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw Miku yeah, together. Sorry, uh, but sorry. <laughs> but I mean, we obviously here in the West have not seen any concerts because of the situation here being so bad. 
But Mazo, since you were in Japan、uh, for some time, and it kind of the situation kind of like、uh, how do you say paced down a bit,、uh, you were able to attend the show. Yeah, I went to one last show before I left. I mean, it was a, it was like a month before I left, but I did go to one show before I left, and it was when when was that? Was that August? Yeah, it was August. Yeah, so I went to a show in August, and the thing was, it's not like it was a small show either. It was the Bang Dream Eight Live, and there were a lot of freaking people. Was it standing or sitting? It was it was seated. Okay. So there were there were definitely a lot of measures taking place to kind of abide by all the all the the the,、uh, the new world order. And... <laughs> That's a great、so、way to that, put it. What, what that included was it was all seated, but it was masked. Everyone was masked.、Uh, there was a seat, an empty seat in between every person. So. There was nobody in front of you, or behind you, or next to you. You were you just had like a little diamond of safety, because there was somebody diagonally in front of you, but not in the seat directly in front. I mean, you weren't actually seated, right? I mean, yeah, you were. What you had to sit down? Uh, well, it was a seated event, but I will say once it started, <laughs> uh, the people in like the frontmost section. Did all stand up, but for the most part, everyone else did not. So、okay. all the, all the guys with the hoppies and the and the、uh, and the pen lights were were up immediately, and <laughs> God bless them for their stamina. But along along with those rules, you know, mask, space, seated. There was one more that was truly bizarre, and that was no cheering. So booing is okay. No, <laughs> the only thing you could do was clap.、Hmm. You couldn't. You couldn't like sing along. You couldn't. Yeah, like that was all gone. It was just. That sounds dystopian as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was really odd, but at the same time. It was it was really nice, especially having not gone to a show in a long time. It was really great to be able to go again and suffer alongside everyone else there. <laughs> But uniquely, since it was Bang Dream, Bang Dream have for a while been doing delayed live viewings, which is where after they have one of these big shows, they release chunks of it to theaters around the world. And you can go to the theater and watch it with whatever fucking shlomo show up with you. And the first time I had gone to that, I was like, okay, I wouldn't mind going to this again. It was kind of like watching a film, but like interesting. But there were people who showed up with pen lights and were like doing, you know, the fucking what do they call it, foodie? I guess. Yeah. They were yeah. they were really getting into it. And I was like, wow, I didn't I didn't know that happened here in America. And. <laughs> And then the next time I went, I brought a fucking pen light because I was like, you know, <laughs> fuck it, like I want to be a little bit a part of it too. Yeah. So going to it actually in person, it was still great. It was it was better. It wasn't perfect because obviously it wasn't like a legit live as I was used to because the last live I had gone to before that was Devil Loof, and that was in May. 
And that was great because it was, you know, pre-Rona, pre-shutdown. Like, people were aware of it, but everybody's like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, in the future, if shows continue to be that way, it will suck. It'll truly suck because that's, that's it's a neutered show is the best way I could put it. And it's it's not the future I want to see. I prefer it over a live stream or a, or a late viewing, but it's still not ideal. And like to go off what you said earlier about um about like the band gaining that energy from the audience, but not having not having that because they have to they have to stay on their in their seated area you know that's a such a big part as well i, I don't know how they how they're doing it i just honestly but um you know it, that's it's it's a strange thing because for a lot of i'm pretty sure for the vast majority of people that were there that was their first live since the shit went down like maybe for some of them that was day three for them because i did go on day three but for the vast majority of people i think that was like their first experience with the live and there were certain things that, like, we had to do because of the rules, like, only clap and stuff. Or, like, you know, the band would be like, yeah, let's get excited. And then just be, like, a bunch of clapping and stuff. But you'd also hear, like, giggles and stuff. Like, everyone, we're all in the same boat here. We all understand that this is not ideal. And it it does bring a different sense of unity. But as it's I, a different sense of yeah, unity. As I mentioned earlier, I actually watched those... Uh, delayed viewings online so i uh i actually saw the moment like when the artists on stage were like um yeah uh, even though none of you can cheer or whatever uh we can still feel your energy like in in our hearts that's what i said (laughs) (laughs) and like every time they said that i felt like oh come on it it didn't feel (laughs) genuine like you can yeah. really feel how sad they felt, even though they put like, I mean, I mean you can you you could feel it, even though it didn't show on the face. Yeah, I mean that was one of the things that was funny too, was because it, it was during summer, and in Japan, summer is it's something else, and people tend to like <laughs> pass out in the street from heat stroke, so. They kept telling people, like, when to drink water. Like, it was a part of the show. Be like, okay, everyone, water break, you know? (laughs) And every time they would drink water on stage, it would erupt into, like, massive applause. I've never seen so much applause (laughs) for the singer drinking water. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, there was just, like, little things that were... I don't know if it was unique to the fact that it was, uh, you know, in the time of Corona show. Or if it was just Bandori and their their astoundingly great fan base, but you know there, it was kind of the situation where it was just clapping, and in some ways it was funny, in other ways it was like this is the best we could do. We're showing you the best we could do, and in some ways it was this is the best we can do. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many sides to it, and. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's not ideal. No. It's not ideal. Yeah, especially if you have, like, foodie that actually you have to move. Sometimes people bands will have theory where you have to move left of the venue and right of the venue. Or yeah, you have I've to seen. open up in the middle 
oh you have to make us you know make us a pit and you can't do that <laughs> you yeah just i can't mean how that. are you gonna do a freaking wall of death six feet apart <laughs> so uh but yeah i mean in, in terms of like the pen light stuff uh the reason why i think like the hats and Mickey shows have been one of my uh, greatest experiences um it's because of how because of the unity and the pen lights and uh, and also the kind of like heat between the people and you can feel like how everyone is super intense yeah it's super disgusting but it's super nice too in a way uh, that fucking otaku mist <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> I that, it's so sad that you couldn't experience that at your first band yeah, I'm pretty sad experience. i couldn't inhale your pheromones too yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> it, it's but I'm I'm glad that you got to experience uh, Bang Dream at least before you left Japan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I mean, obviously not ideal, but at the same time it was it was still an amazing experience. It was pretty fucking crazy being there at Fuji Q with so many other people, everyone following rules and so doing Japan. our best to escape the hell we were all forced into at the time so the audience like um despite not being able to cheer like what other difference did you kind of notice that that's pretty much it nobody was able to cheer everybody stayed like in their spots the way the seating was arranged that that was it Hmm. i mean like i said they couldn't sing along uh the the band also had to you know make adjustments for it like the encore in particular was not encore encore it was <laughs> like that was bizarre but you know everyone did it and it, yeah just in general all the cheering and everything was all just applause oh uh, this was actually on YouTube there was another clip that I saw uh, on YouTube um it was a live uh, by Argonavis. So it was two vocalists on stage. <laughs> so it was a duet, but mm-hmm. they had to have a, like this transparent, like, uh, a screen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or shield, whatever you, you would call it. You like, know, yeah, I love, a lot of the bands that I've, uh, see, well, seen online. Well, not actually, no. A lot of the videos I've seen on Twitter have seen, I've seen that, that sheet, especially for, for smaller venues as well. Yeah, but I mean, so. like, you're performing live in a duet where the two, like, kind of interact, like, um, with each other. But there's yeah. this <laughs> plexiglass in between. This looks so weird. It's so bizarre now that you mention it, because there were a few duets or certain songs that have two singers. And a lot of time, what they did for that show was... One singer was there on stage, and the other was on screen and pre-recorded. Oh, that's weird. It was really really weird, but it was great that they were able to pull it off that way. But the other thing is that they also did have multiple singers on stage at some times without dividers or anything. Oh, wait, did they have dividers on stage? No. Oh, okay, okay. No, that makes without. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, whoa, that's 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 a bit like too extreme. No, but I mean, the, but... the clip that I saw, they had a divider on screen, uh, on stage. 
as in between the members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. What? I don't remember seeing dividers. No, no, no. That wasn't. Yeah, that that wasn't at the Bang Dream, but at uh, the Argonavit. 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 Yeah, Argonavit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm talking specifically at third at the third day of the oh, yeah. live. Okay. Yeah. Like it's been, like during the encore, Rachel, uh, the singer. <laughs> can't remember everyone's name. <laughs> the singer for Pastel Palettes, uh, Morphonica, and I think even Yukina. Aina Aiba, they were all out there together singing that song. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, even, even uh, Aimi, Kasumi, they were all out there. What I yeah, noticed I feel- was uh, when they, uh, after the show, when the band was leaving the stage, they had to uh, keep like this uh, uh, six feet distance between each other. Uh, so, uh, I don't know if you noticed that, because they were pretty much not like too uh, too close to each other when they were leaving the stage and that was intentional. Nah, man, I swear to god they were like hugging on stage and stuff. But... <laughs> yeah. the, the the other thing I guess do you know when the Argonavis show took place? Wait, uh the Argonavis show? Yeah, do you know when it took place? Originally? Uh, if you give me like 2 seconds I will know. It was um October 10th. Yeah, so I think October was a little bit worse, but by August, Japan, for the most part, has really loosened up the restrictions. Like, when I had left, even before I had left in August, pretty much everything was open again and back to normal with small measures in place. Weird. So it might have been because of the timing, because... Like, they're more lax about it now. I think now that country's open for travel again, which is nice. Not until, well, not for foreigners. I think not until February. Well, I mean, on that note, if if anyone, you know, wants to view live streams, which I highly recommend, it is a good option. It's what we have now. And for some people, it's the best it's honestly ever going to get for them because some people just are never going to be able to get over to Japan and... Japan's not going to come to you. Like, it doesn't always. So, for some of those people, live streaming is their their best shot. So, where can I watch them? <laughs> <laughs> where can I watch them? Where? Uh, I can't tell you where each and every single one is going to be, but as a whole, J-Rock News can tell you. Am I going to talk about it? Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, so oh yeah, so we have uh, recently started compiling some of the um, uh, live streams that are happening, and uh, thankfully we have a very helpful uh, team member on JRock News, and uh, who's been able to compile all of not all of them, but a lot of them. So if you check our website now, you can see uh, a compilation of the live streams that are going to happen. Uh, during next month so hopefully that will be something that we're gonna keep up and hopefully we will be able to keep up because of more live streams becoming more available yeah definitely that's 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 gonna be really nice going forward having that as an option for sure uh well i mean we're 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 getting close to time but before we wrap everything up uh we did have the most minimal amount of uh 
interaction from the last topic. Sorry, I just slammed into the desk. But uh, let's see. Uh, so last, last, last month or last topic, I guess, is more appropriate to say we talked about gearing up for a show. Like, do you have a special shirt that you wear or, or your special religious underwear? Some people will get that reference. And um, here on YouTube, we got uh, the J-Rock Freak says, Almost every J-Rock concert I've been to were at anime conventions, so I've unintentionally dressed up for them because I was in cosplay, including an LMC cosplay I did once. So I think for a lot of people, especially here in the West, that's probably pretty common where they've only yeah, I, bands at a convention. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't cosplay. I don't know if I ever will in the future. I mean, there, are, there aren't too many popular fat characters, so it's kind of part of the issue. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll work on that. That's self, a nice way but, to, uh, to, to put it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't... Uh, no, 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 nothing on people who do it, but I don't want to be, you know, Naruto, but fat or, you know, the equivalent of that. <laughs> I, I feel like it's an injustice against the character, but yeah, you do you, you know, I, I, I'll only judge silently. Oh, that's kind of judging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's still judging, but, um, but it's, it's silent. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, I do remember, I think uh, we had some comments on, on Instagram saying that um, they were still, uh, of course, uh, do, like uh, ma- doing makeup and things like that, um, even if they're older, which is... Uh, oh, yeah, because you guys talked about hitting the age wall and just being like, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, just... that was our reasoning for like, oh shit, we we don't feel like doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> You're in the same boat, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got one more here, though, from uh, Violet Knight. That's a nice name. Anyway, uh, it totally depends on the atmosphere of the concert and which part of the venue I'm in. Uh, like, if I know I'll be moshing, I dress in comfortable sneakers, fitted pants, top, and wear my hair up. I'll also bring a belt bag to keep my shit in so nothing gets lost at the show. Not dressy at all, but very practical and free. If I'm in the upper bowl, I wear whatever's available and clean. (laughs) At relatively tame events, which I rarely attend, I can afford to be more dressy since I won't be getting sweaty with a group of folks that are unwashed. Yeah, no kidding. Seriously, if you plan to mosh, take a shower and put on a fucking deodorizer first. Please. Praying hands emoji. Which, <laughs> did you know that's praying hands? Some people think it's high five. And uh, high. What's, and they post high five. What's <laughs> the official kind of thing? I think it's like two, like, it's, it says like two hands together or something like that. It's, there's no real definition for that one, right? Yeah, I don't know, but it's kind of funny. Like, it's like, oh my. No, I use it as pray too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cat passed away today, and all these people like high fiving. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's pray. (laughs) I'm so sorry to hear that. (laughs) 
GG. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I agree with that one. I for the most part, regardless, I'm just there, comfortable. I never dress up with anything that can be ruined. But there was something that that kind of like caught my attention about the bag thing. Um, uh, have you guys uh, noticed some of the lives that people like bring their like really big uh, bag? I always made that a fucking mistake. I bring like a big bag if I'm coming from work and then going to a live. But other than that, I will bring a small. I will bring. I've learned over the years that the smaller the bag, the better, because it just easier and just you don't have to worry about anything if it's a bag that goes around your shoulder as well perfect but why you do know? you why do you bring it to the i mean the the floor i don't want to pay sometimes <laughs> oh, so basically for me it's when you so normally i go to venues late anyway so when you go into the venue you don't want to have to waste time having to put your bag into the cloakroom and then going upstairs because sometimes you want to be as close as possible. Like But, per- personally, for me, it, it gives kind of me a bad experience because your bag is in the way. Yeah, you're worried about a fucking bag. I, I also yeah. have, like, it's also security, so I know it's on me. And if I want to get a drink also, like an alcoholic drink or whatever... Um, then it's there with me. Wait, did you say That's alcoholic it. drink? Can you bring alcoholic it? drink? No, no, no by by in the, like venue, in the venue. In the venue. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pants, pants, have pockets. Like, um, there are some shows that. Um, that on, I... That was supposed to be a jab, saying that Sis wears girl pants. What the hell, guys? I didn't hear what you just I said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gives you a way to carry your wallet or your ID or different things. Let me just tell you, Mazo. Actually, I've got a massive wallet, so um, yeah, I can't, I can't actually fit anything in. You know, that's that's, that's that's one of the things in Japan is a lot of times. That's what I've, obscenely large. I've got wallet. that. I've got that wallet. Yeah, that's literally Why it. Why though? So. Why though? Because the size of the yen. Or for for Sis, I don't know. It's not like he's regularly paying with. Yeah, but I'm Isn't I'm... there something about fold folding the note and it's bad luck or something like that? I don't know where I heard that from. Oh, but... <laughs> I don't know where I heard that from. But it it helps. It's You're just making burden. up shit now. Listen, listen. <laughs> having a smaller wallet is not the one. I don't like having smaller wallets. Well, but what do we put in the wallet? It's also anyway? stylish. It's also stylish, yeah, you know. Bro. Put it in my bag. It's big. <laughs> and if if it's too big, then I would just take the cash out and then put the cash in my bag. What you still use cash? Yes. <laughs> bro, it's twenty current year. What do you mean you still use cash? What are you Japanese? Yes, no. <laughs> no, yeah, I still use cash. You know, I thought like if I'm going to the sweet shop and there's a limit on the card, like three pounds limit, I don't don't want to don't want to spend. I love sweets. 
Wait, what limit? How much can like, you already buy? There's a free, for someone, there's a three pound limit on how oh, much what? you can buy. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. How, wait, the the minimum limit you have to minimum. Yeah, yeah, minimum. Okay, we don't have that shit here. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, oh, so I'm sorry. Remember, in America, we do weight in pounds. So you said three pound minimum. I was like, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> three pounds of candy. <laughs> sorry, mate. It's got to be a kilo. God damn. <laughs> fucking wrong. <laughs> fucking wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean... That was a nice little touchback on that. But does anyone have any closing thoughts since uh, we are getting towards the end here? Yeah, I'm going to say psycho, psycho, this. Psycho. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like the website? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay, okay. So psycho is psycho. Okay. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> That's it. beautiful beautiful thank you sis yeah I don't, I don't have much to say i just i hope my hope is in the future we open up again shit gets back to normal but i hope that the access and the maybe even businesses that have been able to spring up from live streams and live shows don't go away i hope it continues to be a thing especially for foreign fans who just can't can't even so that's that's just my hope for the future but with that i've been your host mazo with co-host sis yay special guest nbt psycho and nexus has moved on yeah so. to the afterlife all right nexus there it is <laughs> High five, uh, Nexus. <laughs> oh what God. was that? High five. Did you, did you just clap? For fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God. Well, maybe. Uh, well, to be honest, they do do that at shrines, don't they? They go and then <laughs> and they go and they play. So maybe it is. Maybe it just makes sense. Shit. Ah. Oh. No, you. Because that that is that is. That is a, a, a clap in prayer, which is still praying hands. It's not walking up to your nearest bro and going, put it up high, brother. That is true. That is <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. All right, we'll see you guys next time. High five.